Hey y'all, it's your girl Claudia Jordan, and we're back with more TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for all this hot tea we got for you. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hi, what's going on, Claudia? What an amazing shirt and looking glasses tonight, Al. <laughs> You're not funny, Claudia. Why? <laughs> please tell them how great you look. So many, so Let me tell you what she's trying to do. So they come on, you know, behind the scenes and they complimenting each other. Oh, you look fabulous. Oh, you look good. And I said, wait a minute. Am I, you know, what am I? Do I look good? And they're like, oh, can women just have a moment? And I'm like, you can't share compliments with a guy either. Like, I'm confused. Let me just tell you how handsome you are. I love your nice lips. Your teeth are sparkly white. It's like the pearly gates of heaven. You look so amazing. And I love those frames. You are styling and profiling. How Ooh, do you don't make me blush, Quad. You know, oh, you always God. were my favorite. You were always my favorite on that show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Uh, Y'all drinking? I wasn't drinking some water, but I'm going to get a, a drink during break already. It's going to be that kind of show. Kwai, are you drinking tonight? Is that is that a Red Bull? What is that? It's just a little something in a can. Good. <laughs> this is the type of this is the type the type of place you can do that at. Al, are you drinking tonight or not? No, I'm out of everything again. I gotta do better. So All maybe right. the hot tea. Just spill some tea. The week is young, so you got time to go to the store tomorrow and get you some libation right. so we can finish off this week with Quad. With, you know, a bubbly, happy, wild, good time like we do. All right, let's get into it. Now, before, before we get into the topics, Claudia, I just want to share real quick that I went to the premiere of MLK and X, which was executive produced by Gina Prince-Bythewood, right? Bythewood and her husband, uh, Reggie Rock. Guys, this is the best combination of understanding MLK and Malcolm X background from a different perspective. It's a docudrama and it follows them from when they were kids as well as teenagers and how those experiences influenced them to be the people that they end up being. You have to watch this series on uh, Netflix. It was done in collaboration with National Geographic. They did an amazing job. When I tell you it's poignant, it's inspiring. Did you guys know that Martin Luther King tried to commit suicide when he was a kid oh, i didn't know that and that you those those are the things that you learn on this show and i also didn't know that coretta scott king was an opera singer did you guys know that never never did wow. i know that wow right that we never hear about her and people always say and, and not saying that a wife the title of a wife is nothing to uh be respected and honored because it, it is you know it's right. a lot of hard work to always support someone regardless of what day that they're having but we i've never heard that she was an opera singer ever yeah. quite a All good right. one we'll have to check it out all right that's the father of Megan Conka, the little girl whose death led to Megan's law, is looking into legal action against Megan Thee Stallion after the release of her hit track, Hits. Now, do you think this action would be warranted? Kwan, let's go to you first on this. You know, this is a this is a tough one. I got to tell you, I don't necessarily think because it's not like she was referring to the, the little girl in her particular case. Uh, I think she's speaking in terms of her name. Her name is Megan. And I think maybe she's even talked about, this is my law, my personal law, and this is how she's delivering it. So I don't necessarily think that we should hold Megan, um, the salient to the feet to the fire in reference to this. I, I don't think so. All right, Al, what are your thoughts? I'm not a lawyer, but I would think that it's pretty meritless because it's a law. 
And once it's a law, it's public. And once it's public, it becomes, but once it becomes public information, then it's there for public consumption. And that's probably kind of what you lose when you bring these laws into um, whatever state it is, like in this particular case. Now, California has the anti-slap law, which is you can't, you know, defendants can't, can dismiss meritless lawsuits. And then in this case, all she has to do is apply the anti-slap law. And so to me, it just doesn't make any sense. But in addition to all of that, you know, Megan could be talking about a many, many different Megans. Megan Law, the real one, Megan, her, like uh, Quad said, her, and Megan, the, the, the lawyer that covered, remember there was a lawyer that covered her case that came outside and updated us every day about the case of what was going on with her. So she could play that that was what she was talking about. So I don't know how much merit this has, but I guess it has led to some good conversation for us understanding the law and also what emotional distress can cause and when you can um, file a lawsuit against someone who's called you emotional distress. This is the purpose of Megan's law was because you want sex offenders to identify themselves when they move into a neighborhood. The fact that a three-time Grammy award-winning rapper has chosen to highlight this law in a song and use it in the way it's supposed to be used was actually making a whole bunch of people Google exactly what Megan's law was. Mm -hmm. And now they're aware of it. If anything, you should be sending Megan the stallion a fruit basket and a thank you note for this. And I hate to be insensitive to the family, but what are you doing right now? You did a noble thing and the loss of your daughter is horrific. And I wish there was a Megan's law before your daughter was, was, was taken from society, from the world, because maybe she'd still be here. So the fact that Megan even brought attention to this, yes, it did benefit her in her rap battle or whatever, um, because we all know what the underlying T was and the jab was. It was actually quite a brilliant bar that caused Nikki to spiral for three days. And the internet was set ablaze. Mm -hmm. But I don't think Megan used the, the the term in a negative way to Megan, the victim. Yeah. Right. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, family, but I don't know who gassed you up. And if this is a money grab or what, but I kind of feel like you're not doing your daughter, a, a, you're doing your daughter a disservice by this because it actually made a lot of people aware of your little girl's story. Yes, indeed. You know what I mean? We have some comments here. Uh, James Walker said, why is it a law if they don't want to mention? Exactly. Sean Tate said, it's a money grab. Someone had to tell them what was going on because I can't imagine them knowing who Megan Thee Stallion was. And uh, Actress 29 Austin said, the family is really reaching. Hopefully the judge throws it out. And, and Logan, again, to piggyback what we just talked about, said several people, including myself, actually looked it up only after hearing the song. Mm -hmm. Sorry, mm -hmm. family, but this ain't, this ain't it. This ain't it. All right. A woman named Shariza Jackson opened up about how she found out her husband was a mega scammer. Take a look. So imagine falling for the love of your life just to realize that you've fallen for a man with a plan. A plan to scam you out of over a million dollars. He was very good, but, you know, he was an actor, a character. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it sounds like we it. all fell in love with a character. Okay, this is happening a lot. Now, can you believe this? And have either of you ever been used for money by a significant other, um, Al? <laughs> uh, I don't think. You know, there's so much going on here. First, first, okay, what he has done, what he does to women, what he did to all the women in the past is absolutely wrong. And what she was a part of was a part of someone who has these types of behaviors, they're predatory. 
right? And they're premeditated. They are constantly out here looking for weak, vulnerable women to take advantage of. And she happened to be one of them. And he groomed her. Just like people, just like men who in mind, this is my opinion, men like this remind me of sex offenders who groom their victims and then offend. Rapists who follow their victims and rape them. Men who assault women. They, they kind of figure out, they can smell who's weak, they can smell who's vulnerable, and the ones that they feel like they can get over on, they get over on. And this is bad. He should go to jail more than once. He should be locked up for a long time for this because he has a long history of doing this. Now, on the other side of that, and I'll make this quick, Quad and Quad and Claudia, women got to take responsibility now. You got to do your research before you walk down that aisle with that man. And we talked about this before on this show. I'm not going down the aisle with you without knowing your credit score. I'm not going down the aisle with you without seeing some tax returns. I'm not going down the aisle without with you if you're saying that you are a businessman and you own businesses and you're doctors. I need to see some degrees. I used to laugh all the time at my female friends who say they are like little detectives. They go online, they run these background checks, they want to do a phone number check. And I was just like, what in the hell? Why would anybody do that? But this case right here clearly tells you that I guess more women have to start doing that if men are going to behave like this. Mm. Well, uh, can I give a better victim of this? Really quickly, I just want to understand. Now, listen, I'm not a stingy girl at all, but I will tell you, I don't know how she got in the millions with this man. I, I, right. I don't think <laughs> right. up a dinner, baby. I'll take you for a nice, fine dinner, honey, nice, fine wine, all of the above. I might some nice things, some trinkets, little pairs of shoes and things of that nature. You know, I get your outfits and stuff together. But, baby, I don't understand a million dollars. That's just not my ministry. I'm confused at that. And, yes, I do background checks, absolutely, because I want to know who's going to be around my family who am i entering allowing to enter into my life it's i just can't chance it i cannot ladies there's a new um class of men to put out there actually it's men and women but we're gonna call them hobo sexuals hobo (laughs) sexuals i've been a victim of this twice um mm, quad we're gonna have to have lunch one day and talk about it and you are a detective, Claudia. I don't understand that because you you be knowing people's business from the top to the bottom. I think this happened. They find you at a vulnerable time in your life. Uh-huh. And you might be looking for something. You might be looking for love. And this person comes across very charming and very invested in you. And we don't know their motives. They appear mm. to be authentic and tried and true, but they're not. So I can see how that could happen to even the smartest person. It just depends on where you are in your life. Especially Mm. when I lived in Atlanta. And let me tell you about why I highlight Atlanta. Atlanta is a city where we all know the ratio of straight single men to women is atrocious. There's like four single men available that are straight, okay? (laughs) And everyone fighting for the same one. I got me a I got me one, baby. You got one, but now there's, um, there's okay, there's three left. So this is not a lot of them out there. So, okay, here go the men. Well, people, they watch you on social media. They find out your favorite color is purple. They find out you love turtles. They So on your first date, when you, uh, you know, you thought you did your little background check, whatever, they've been doing all the beautiful things to say to you to catch you. Then women, unlike men, we have the, un, the added pressure that other women and society puts on us. What's wrong with you? Where your man at? You so pretty and you so great. Why don't you have a man? Because there's pee in the dating pool. There's men with don't have enough credit <laughs> to get a good apartment and they are dying to live with you. They'll tell you anything. Now I do say in the chat, 
I got to get a smoke to the women when there's smoke, smoke to be given. They are saying that people are saying that she was scamming. Daddy's daughter said the streets are saying that she was scamming too. And Monique ah. says, IG says she was scamming with her husband. So then maybe that's why it's up on the million because there's a little bit more to this. You know what I mean? Mm. But I will say this does happen a lot because we're all out here looking for love. Right? Everybody wants to be loved. And if people know you're vulnerable, you start getting up there in age, your parents and put that pressure on you. We, we going to get some grandbabies and all that kind of stuff. You just be like. Right there waiting with a 425 credit score and two suitcases and moving to your place and get on a reality show with you. I'm just saying. But anyway, Dang. it's not like you're telling your biz. <laughs> We're going to have lunch. You again. just unpacked everything right there. I'm trying to do better in this year to not like say names, but you know. I yeah. love the realness, Claudia. I really do. You know, I said 2024, you got to put a name on it. You got to put a name on these stories. But well, you are selling, you got a book situation coming. I, so I you, do. Can't, you can't put a name on it. I, I did it before and I spoke about it, this particular situation before. And because he was appearing on a reality show with someone that I had issues with before, um, people thought it was a hating thing. And it really wasn't. It was kind of like a girl run thing. And he got real defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did he know that you knew her and you guys had problems? When we go to commercial break, I'm going I'm to send you a little message. We're all connected. Mm. Okay. All right. Giselle Bryant is catching some heat for her recent comments on an episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Giselle said she does not feel comfortable riding in a sprinter van with Candace Dillard, Bassett, and Wendy Osefo because she fears for her safety. Giselle has faced uh, colorism allegations in the past. Now, do you think Giselle's comments are problematic or do you think she has a legitimate reason to say this? Kwan, what do you think? What do you think this is about? You know, I haven't watched that very closely because I've been having my own challenges with myself within and within my group. Um, so I'm not really sure. But I did know that there was something with colorism with Giselle. Um, I don't listen. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Um, I don't know if there's been some idle threat somewhere. I couldn't imagine that Candace would threaten her because Candace had a challenge when she had a fight on the show with Monique Samuels. So I'm not really sure. So I don't want to speak to it, but I really do hope all the, all the ladies work through it. I, I really do. I'm not really sure about this particular situation. Okay. Al, what are your thoughts? So this is the deal. <clears throat> I think it, it just in my head, okay, that it doesn't have anything to do with color. I think it has to do with her contention with the two ladies. And that's why she feels like she's not safe riding in that van. Maybe she's afraid that they're going to approach her, attack her, make her feel uncomfortable, make her feel unsafe. However, Giselle, you've got to understand that there is this colorism um, cloud over you and, and, and it's real and it's a part of your brand now because you do reality television. So with that in mind, you're just a little bit tone deaf right here. These are the type of things and the type of comments that you can't be making when people already think that you're a colorist because it seems to solidify the fact that you are a colorist, even though I know Giselle. Um, we know that she's associated with Jamal Bryant. He's nowhere close to being, you know, a light-skinned guy. And she has three beautiful daughters, or is it two or three beautiful daughters that are brown-skinned. So we know that she's not a colorist. However, maybe being, you know, light-skinned and having light-skinned privileges doesn't make her aware of how her comments can hit. Giselle, just be a little bit more aware because this is not a good look if people are calling you a colorist, when in reality, you're not. The problem is, 
is um, once you get a stigma like this on you, it's very hard to shake it. So yeah. unfortunately, and fortunately, it is your responsibility to kind of go above and beyond to make it uh, like painfully obvious that it isn't that. And even if you had that situation in the past, moving forward, if you have to understand if you're light skin and you're arguing with someone dark skin and you've been accused of colorism before, people are going to look at you th through that lens probably for a long time until you sit right. down with someone, maybe do some kind of interview and really come clean about it. Apologize, you know, clear up your statements because even if you're not, and now in the reality show, listen, it don't be, you don't need colorism to fight with someone on a reality show. It all it takes is some good production or just right. a, a couple of drinks. But you have to know that if you have beef with two brown skin girls and you've been accused of that, it is on you. She probably yeah. should have been like, hey, this has nothing to do with color. It's about past behavior or give an example of why you'd be feeling threatened. Because if not, you're leaving it open for interpretation, unfortunately. Right. Right? And Claudia, you're a good person to give that advice, right? Because you've kinda, I've had this. Of course. You had to ping pong with this. But Claudia, you know what's so funny? And, and my family, all the ladies in my family are AKAs. What in the world are these two AKAs? AKA is one of the most prestigious divine nine up here fighting against each other. One dark, one light, talking about colorism. And, we, and they know better than that, you know, right. we, know those, uh, <laughs> that we all had to endure in the early 1900s and prior to. So uh, they know better. And, and it's a sisterhood, a, a part of the divine. I, I, I myself am a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And one of the best <laughs> to find is the, the devastating divas how to get it. <laughs> okay. But so, so we know better than this. I know that right. a lot of times in the platform, as Claudia was saying, reality TV, it's very, very, very tricky. And we have to understand at all costs, production is always trying to make the show. They care about nothing else but making the show. Maybe uh, it could be a situation where these three ladies go and have counseling and really sit down together together to try to truly work through their issues. Okay. And before we move on, I know we have to go to break. Um, Tanya Christopher said she's very problematic because Wendy didn't show any violent tendencies, but Mia did and she, had no, she didn't have any problem with that. We do have to understand that in our society, when a dark skinned black woman is vocal or uh, says like has a little bit of bass in her voice, it is definitely going to be perceived as more violent and more mm. aggressive than if a light skinned woman does it. And we, that is just something we just have to admit and we have to say, hey, it does exist. And it's very quickly, it's very easy to label a dark skinned woman as more aggressive and people run with it. So I just want to be very empathetic and sympathetic and understanding of that. All right, we got to go to break. Okay, coming up next, Shannon Sharp. Hey, Shay Shay. <laughs> two female artists against each other. Girl, he blocked me. We're never going to get up. You're never going to get unblocked. I know. We're covering him every week. We oh do. How do you want to tell me that story too? <laughs> we, we just got that lunch again. Uh, pins two female artists against each other. And later, a woman loses it in the middle of an airport. Keep her here. We'll be right back. Well, anyway, Quad, uh, in the second commercial, I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to give you the little bit of tea during every two-minute break. And by the end of the show, you're going to have all of it, okay? Baby, that was some deep and dangerous tea right there, honey. But I'm here for it. I want to hear the other half. I got you. All right, welcome back to TGIF. We have Quad sitting with us for this week as our special guest host and, of course, Al Reynolds. So let's get back into the tea. Taylor Swift has gained the NFL lots of recent attention due to her relationship with Travis Kelsey. In a discussion between Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco, Ocho Cinco suggested that Beyonce could have the same ability to move the needle for the NFL uh, as Taylor Swift does. Now, Shannon Sharp disagreed 
and social media was not here for it. Someone wrote, the same Beyonce who's done halftime twice. Another person wrote, we still comparing Beyonce is 2024. I thought we moved past that. Why do you think they keep creating this competition between Taylor Swift and Beyonce? Come on, let's go to you first on this. First of all, there is no competition. Let me just say Beyonce will lay her flat. <laughs> Let me just say that. Now, here's the thing. If Beyonce was going to, let's say, the football games and may have been dating, you know, one of the football players instead of being married to Jay-Z, I guarantee you every single time Beyonce came into that stadium, all eyes would be on Beyonce. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So I, I think with them, what Shannon was saying was, oh, there are young girls, eight-year-olds, 12-year-olds that are into Taylor Swift. There are three-year-olds, four-year-olds that are into Beyonce. So what are we talking about here? It just didn't make any sense. I, I was disappointed. I was disappointed in, in Shannon with that. I don't know if he had too much. What is it, Porte? What is his name? His cognac. He yeah, had that little, <laughs> too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Al. And see, Shannon, we were just propping him up. We were just saying that Shannon getting in big interviews like Cat Williams was, you know, going to make him a bigger voice for the culture. Here where we are standing 10 toes down, Shannon, with you and Skip when that battle went down. And then you're going to say some. I didn't mean to cuss, but. Say that out loud again. I'm going to let this pass, Shannon, because I think you're trolling because you had such a big interview with 55 million with Cat Williams, but your last two have failed. The one with, uh, who was it, Country Wayne and 21 Savage, your last two that you posted, the numbers are nowhere close to Cat Williams. So I'm going to give you a little troll pass right here, but don't do this again, Shannon. You cannot and you will not on this good internet disrespect the queen, Beyonce. She's been in the business more than two decades. And Taylor Swift just swindled her way around here a couple of years ago. So don't do that, Shannon, please. We're not here for that. Down in Nashville, kicking around in some cowboy boots. (laughs) Down on and Broadway. Rosetta Jones says, because Shannon Sharp loves the snow bunnies. And Ansel D'Angelo said, why is Shannon Sharp trying to bring Taylor Swift and her whiteness over to our black queen Beyonce? Shannon Sharp. I've given up trying to get you to unblock <laughs> cool, um, you know, uh, I don't know. We're, we're in the same business. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get at you because your suits are too tight for me, but I think Ooh. you're very good at what you do. I really do. But I think you had such a high with that, that interview with Cat Williams that I think oh. you just got really addicted to the attention and you mm-hmm. have been spending the last couple of weeks. But you're still good at what you do. I'm still never going to take that away from you. Listen, I will not. I will not. You you got some good interviews and people feel comfortable with you with the alcohol and like your down to earth way of interviewing people that they kind of tell their tea. Um, but I'm just kind of getting tired of this. Like, it seems like we just can't have anything by we. I mean, black people, you know, we always got to have. But Taylor Swift, it's almost like when boxing, when black people were dominating boxing, white people had to have the great, great white hype. They did to knock this ugly, right. arrogant Negro off his block. And I kind of feel like when we have, like, even with Barack Obama, it's like we had to just totally erase that and just get someone to just just make us forget about that. When Whenever we see extreme black excellence, here they come with someone to compare them to, will mm. knock them. And I'm sick of it. Beyonce is Beyonce and Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift. They both have an audience. There's no need to even have this dumbass argument because we all know if there was a dance competition, a acapella competition, or a curvy body competition we all know who gonna win that every time and it's not the one with the fifth grade bangs i'm just gonna say that 
So Jawanda Durham said, Claudia, one of our soulmates said, I love Babe, but Taylor has the highest grossing concert of all time. You can have the highest grossing concert of all time, but it doesn't mean that you're going to influence the culture the way he said that she's influencing the culture over Beyonce. What, have you ever dressed like Taylor Swift? (laughs) (laughs) this just brings me to when my good soror god rest her soul the queen of soul honey when she went and said when they said taylor swift she said gowns beautiful gowns (laughs) (laughs) roberta right roberta flack i know you swifties gonna try to come for us and that's fine because i have my page where i block 14 and 15 year olds so i don't really i'll never see it we don't worry about those people Uh, exactly Oh, speaking of pink people, Elon Musk announced that the first human to receive the Neuralink the brain chip implant is recovering well. If y'all don't get away from this man, anyways, we're going to get into my commentary on this guy. The Neuralink chip allows humans to control a computer cursor on a keyboard with just thoughts alone. This is scary, but I'm going to go ahead and go to Alfred's. What do you think about this? Oh, you know, I need a little bit more information about this, you know, because Elon Musk, he's got like a cult like following. So they be doing whatever he says without a whole bunch of research and FDA approval. However, now I will have to say this. Something like this already does exist. And 50,000 Americans are signed up to receive it, and some have received it already. It's called the Verichip. And they apply it, Claudia, in between your index finger and your thumb, right here in the middle. And it's the size of a rice seed. And that ends up being, it could, you could turn it into your credit card information. You could turn it into all of your medical information. So if you are out and, and, and you're found incapacitated, they can get information, your medical information immediately. So and that was approved by the FDA. So these types of chips have been formulated, have been FDA approved and are presently being used by Americans. But of course, Elon Musk always takes it up 10 notches and puts steroids on it. And now he wants to take it from another part of the body and put it in a brain. I'm not sure I'm ready for that, but it is coming. I understand that when I said the swiping and that that's a lazy man's way of swiping. Like I can pull the credit card. I, I don't need that surgery. And that's a way to fight. <laughs> this thing is actually pretty big. It's pretty big. They showed on CNN today. Quad, what do you think about this? And can you see this going wrong? Imagine if the wrong hands get control of your scan or my, or my thing or else and make us program us to do wild things. Well, to program us to do wild things. So let me just make sure that I'm getting this right. The, the chip is to allow us to handle the computer and tell the computer what to do without us actually manually doing it. Is that correct? So instead of using the mouse, we just, I can, I'm okay with it. Let me tell you something, baby, this is a whole no for me. Let me tell you why, because if the scammers get a hold of this, if the scammers get a hold to it, let me just say that, baby, I'm saying hide your wife, hide your kid, hide your purse and your computer, because we will not know. Listen, go down to the Neiman Marcus. I haven't been to Neiman Marcus in a month. Let's just say I haven't been to Neiman Marcus in a month. Some kind of way I got a $50,000 bill right here. How did that happen? I do not want the scammers to get a hold of that. Absolutely not. And don't you think, and they do say that it's supposed to help paraplegic patients talk. Sonny Clark said, I understand that if you volunteer for that, but I feel like in our society, there's just too much wickedness. They can present it one way and say, oh, it's to make life easier. It's just so you can scan, scan your credit card or help you walk. But really, they're thinking five, 10 steps ahead of us where, you know, if you're wanted for something or we want to shut you down, this I would never... That's why I'm even scared of some electric vehicles. I'm like, and there's no cash thing. Yeah. Yeah. Queen. I- 
Queen Riley said, this is crazy. The phone is enough. And Epic Johnson, uh, you know, echoes your thoughts, um, Quad, and said, people going to be hacked. Dang. Or brains. All right, y'all. This is Scary Times. I'm moving to an island. Coming up next, a woman loses it in the middle of an airport and later find out the demented action a woman took to get back at her child's father. Oh, Lord. We'll be right back. So, Quad, ain't it a small world? Like, it is crazy how these men be trying, like, and, and women be, ain't it? Like, these commercial breaks, baby, they deep and dangerous, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might have to fly down to Atlanta. We're going to have to have a real, and some, we have tea. We'll have tea. Yeah, you need to. Hot pipe and tea, honey. <laughs> okay, oh, I'll give you part hot three. Hot pipe and tea talk about an old frozen Chicago day. Oh, Chicago, yes. And LA, mm, Playa Vista. Anyways, welcome back to TCG. <laughs> I am, Al is getting an air full of girl talk. Jeez. <laughs> I need to see HR. Okay. All right. A woman lost her entire mind inside of a Salt Lake City airport in Utah. Take a look. Al, besides suing, what would you do if you witnessed this behavior? Call the police or get some airport security. But look, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what I would do. I would not go to Salt Lake City Airport. I was supposed to fly into there to go to Sundance. Do you remember that's the place where earlier this month the guy Tyler got chopped up in the engine? Oh, do you all remember this story? No. So a passenger, another mental, I'm going to say, a mental health issue person, got lost in the airport, wandered out into the tarmac, crawled into the engine of of a plane, and when the engine, they can't figure out if the engine turned on eventually or whatever, but it chopped him up. And they found him in that in that exact same airport because they lack security. And clearly this incident shows you that security is not doing their job. I wouldn't go near that airport if I was if I was anyone. Well, listen, I've ever caught in a situation like that where there's someone being loud, irate, and belligerent, honey, I have no time to watch and see. I've heard enough. I'm going in the other damn direction. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with people just wiling out in airports these days? Like, are they on airplanes? Are they in the airport? Like, behave yourself. Get to your destination because people are really getting placed on these no-fly lists, and it is serious, y'all, and it's really, like, it's a real thing. Can you imagine? Do you really feel that people are just stressed? You know, what's yeah. happening? our country or in our world where people are just so stressed and they're 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 so angry that they're like a ticking time bomb yeah. well you know statistically they say when you go to the airport the trip to the airport being in the airport and getting on the plane is probably one of the most stressful things that your body will experience your your um stress levels increase by 45 percent during that entire experience Baby, let me tell you how I go through the airport. Baby, I go through the airport so smooth, honey. Listen, I, if I miss the flight, I'm just going to go back up to the Sky Club, have me a couple more drinks. I, I don't bother. There's another flight. I'll get there when I get there. That's just kind of how I am. I don't want, I hate being in a haste or having anxiety. Right. Because, I don't like that. I'm, I just try to keep my stress levels down. That's the right attitude to have. And that's why you're not aging. You know what I mean? You're aging well. Um, I will say this. When did we become, become this, 
I hate to say the P word, but it, it rhymes with Tizzy. When do we become so weak? I, I watch watch like documentaries and old series like The Vikings. People used to put a boat together with wood and all kinds of holes in it and go to different countries, get off with a hammer, conquer a whole city, move in, <laughs> like colonize, and they would flourish. We get stress levels through the roof by flying, driving to an airport and lose our minds. Like we are becoming weaker and weaker where we have no conflict resolution. We can't handle anything. And I'm just like, I feel like I was born in the wrong century. I'm serious. I'm just like, what is going on? Well, All you right, would have been a Viking. What did you say? Would have been a Viking, honey. What would Claudia have been? Claudia, what would you have been? A Viking princess. Or not, can go you, you, wouldn't have been a, you wouldn't have been an Egyptian queen or anything like that? Yeah, because they like cats. They like gold. Right. They like to preserve their skin and look young. And they was really black. Right. Oh, Roman goddess, Dan said. Okay. <laughs> All right. An Atlanta pole dancing exercise studio received backlash for offering a mommy and me class. Do you think this is cute or highly inappropriate? Kwan, what do you think? Highly inappropriate. And I mean what I say when I say it. This is pre-exposing children to some things that they shouldn't be exposed to. You're growing mm -hmm. up too fast. What's wrong with sitting them down and going through their ABCs or words or spelling? You know, whatever happened to that? Why is that not as entertaining? There's no damn way that my baby can sit and be four years old. This baby right here looks four or five years old. There's right. Okay, this baby right here don't hardly damn know how to clap, but you trying to make a clap her ass on the damn strip pole. I do not like that. I I don't know what happened to our more morality. Morality. I don't understand that. It is you listen. If you uh, training the baby at five years old to jump on a stripper pole, you can't be mad at the baby by the time she turned 18, 19 years old that she down in Magic City mm -hmm. or Puerto or Allure. You know, dropping it like it's hot or Onyx. Damn, we know a lot of strip clubs in Atlanta. <laughs> Y'all sitting here telling on yourself. <laughs> Why are we going to go to a strip club and get tea? <laughs> so y'all going to sip tea and then hit the strip club. I'm with you on this, though, Claude. The, the, the shrimp and the fish are always good at the strip club. All oh, the lemon pepper <laughs> the wings are everything. Oh, I'm with you on this, Quad. Like, seriously, this goes, though, this is where I really start feeling sad because I really believe that this shows that there aren't a lot of men in these young little girls' lives because there's no father I know that would let their daughter, their young, young baby girl, go learn how to swing on a pole. Now, this is the part that really makes it creepy for me. They record this and they put it online. Oh my God, do you know the predators, the sexual predators that go on and, and seek out these type of situations? I don't like anything about this. If, if that means that us men have to do better and be more involved in our young little girls' lives than men, we need to step up. This is this is beyond irresponsible and it's not good. I, 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 I mean, what are you telling these young little girls? What are you really telling them? Are you sexualizing them? Call me a prude, and yes, I don't have a child. I'm not a mother, so before y'all, you don't know what you say. You know, I know common sense. If you want a mommy and me exercise, maybe do something that this child can take moving forward and make that a productive thing in her life that actually can you know serve her well. Maybe go on 5K walks with your little girl. Maybe or, go to gymnastics, or if they want to be on a pole, get her into the, you a gymnast. She could be a gymnast. 
this is like just normalizing. The baby don't even know what they want to be on a pole, but whatever happened to going to, you know, uh, American doll and coming together and building a doll or build a bear or going to mm -hmm. their own. The, the math and science museum, whatever happened to that, you know, or the children's place museum, whatever happened to that, baby, let me tell you something. One thing for certain, two things for sure, the way my daddy is set up or was set up before he passed and the way he was in his household with my mother, there's no way, no way. First of all, my mom never, ever, ever, ever would have thought like that. Mm-hmm. It, there's no way that that would have transpired. That, that could have never, ever happened. Listen, I was 18 years old and I'm telling you true facts. And my dad, I remember one day I was I was at home and I was with one of my uh, best girlfriends. Her name is Brandy Greer. That's back then when I was 18 years old and we were cooking. And I heard my daddy in the living room saying, look at them. They got their arms all out. They got the, the, the spaghetti strapped teeth tank top. <laughs> yeah, they did say that. A, a spaghetti yeah. strap tank top. And when I tell you, yeah. I thought we were walking around with a thong on that he was wearing us out so bad about wearing those spaghetti strap tank tops. Right, so, so it's just a different time now. Mm. Like that blew my mind when I saw that and it was disgusting. And Kwan, here goes someone. I know we have to go to break. Uh, L. Martin, 1635 said, pole dancing is an art and a sport. Please do not take advice on parenting from folks who aren't parents. Kwan, are you a parent? I am not, but I've helped to raise many. Uh, and I'm tired of this uh, dig that you can't have common sense if you haven't had a uh, right. parent. Like we, none of us are, but we can still we 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 actually have brains and eyes. Um, <laughs> pole dancing souls? can be an art. It can also be a place where you twerk for one dollar. Mm. So if mm. given the choice, why not give them something that there's nothing that can lead down that path? Let that child do that when they get 18. Get out of here with that. You're selling cookies and making lemonade, you know, right. because the candy lady in the neighborhood. What happened? I was the candy lady at 10. What was what was going on? What happened to that? Come on now. No, Maybe I'm hating, I, I can't work, so hey. Anyways, keep it locked because coming up next, find out the demented action a woman took to get back at her child's father. And later, uh -huh. Snoop Dogg shared shocking comments about uh -huh. Y'all, we'll be right back. Mm. So quiet, that was the rest of it. So now I just know better. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm so happy you learned your lesson, honey. Very valuable lesson at that. And I'd be trying to look out for other women, give them the heads up, but they don't always want to accept it. Well, you got to let them push on and, and let them find out on their, set, on their own. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF, heavy on the T. All right, y'all. A Miami <laughs> woman is being accused of recording herself, beating her two-month-old child and sending the video to the child's father. The mother also allegedly sent a text to the child's father saying, I'm stuck with this thing until she dies. It makes me so sick that she doesn't have a different father and I can't love her because she has a part of you. Whoa. What do you have to say about this sick story, Al? What do you think? You know, this is beyond sick, but I do have to share with you something that's going to probably be very shocking. Now, we're trained to believe that men commit abuse on kids but the fact is mothers have killed their children more than biological fathers in 
the United States from night from 2018 to 2024, more mothers have killed their children than their biological fathers. I think this is disheartening. This is sad. She needs to go below the jail. And I'm going to commend the baby daddy for picking up the phone and calling the police to get this resolved correctly. Hopefully the child is taken out of that home. It's in a safe place right now. And that mother goes straight to jail. Yes, yes and, be, and not to be let out. I mean, listen, it is so disheartening to hear this story when there are so many women who desire to be a mom, who desire to love, who desire to uh, raise a child in their own image and to give that child all of the nurturing and love and support that they deserve. And to hear that she has been blessed with a child and she is taking it for granted. It really, really gets under my skin. It really does. And for her to say, I'm stuck with this thing until she dies, it, it not even understanding this baby is a part of you. Right. She's a part of you. So if that tells me, did you have the baby thinking you were going to keep the man? Because honestly, in most cases, that's the easiest way and the quickest way to lose him. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, I have a friend that's going through a, a, a custody battle, spent like 300, that, like so much money just trying to protect her child from what she thought was a dangerous situation. And then I hear stories like this. Yeah, I'm sure a lot more women kill their kids than, their, than the fathers because they're around them more. A lot of women are just doing this by themselves, not to justify. They're just by, they're with them more. I just want to get us back to a point where we have two parent households where there's a safeguard in the house for the child, whether it's the mother that loses her mind or the father that loses their mind. And then these breakups and then these people having babies to trap someone, to keep someone around that doesn't want to be with you. And then when it doesn't work, it backfires, backfires. Now you want to take it out on this kid because you didn't want to have this kid because you want to be a mom. You have mm -hmm. this kid to keep someone who didn't want you. And that is so, so sad. And that's why y'all better go ahead to these polls. I know Joe Biden is messing up on some things, but check the metrics with the economy, at least with a, a Democrat in office, we will not be taking away women's rights for abortion, for birth control, and forcing you to deal with it. Because some of this woman probably should have never had a baby in the first place. I'm sorry. This is someone yeah. that makes a great case for not being a mom. Go ahead, Al. Claudia, MT69 said, this is why birth control and abortion should remain legal and accessible. Do you think that's true, Claudia? And, and Claudia, do you think that if we, the, because we're reading a whole lot of these stories or hearing a lot about you know, child abuse and neglect and all that. Do you think that is a direct result of the change in legislation? Maybe uh, not. I, I would say yes. Honestly, I think. Um, and this, in this case, maybe she wanted to have the child, thinking that the child was going to keep the man, and then mm -hmm. when soon discovered that he was leaving anyway, that's when she became uh, angry and irate and uh, did the things that she had done. Um, but I, I do think, you know, I, there was a couple of number of states that said, basically, if you, you know, were raped and if you, you know, if it got pregnant by someone in your family, like incest, that you still were unable to have an abortion. And I just don't think that that's right at all. Right. It's not. And uh, so this this woman, I, no, I don't think that she's a result of the Dobbs law because that was just last summer. Right. But mm -hmm. but moving forward, you can expect a whole lot more of this to happen. You can expect women in states that they say, well, uh, rape or incest will allow an abortion. False allegations of rape are going to come out. If you don't want to have a baby, you go and get them back alley abortions. You're going to find a way. 
And it's going to put women's health right back in the in the danger it was. That's why we got the right to have abortions back in 1973. So the fact that they want to roll this back, you think this story is bad? Wait till three, four, five years from now when it really kicks in and it's more widespread where they're forcing women who are victims of rape or who are just irresponsible or just don't are not ready to be mothers. Leave it alone, y'all. Like, it's crazy. All right. Good conversation. In other news, uh, okay, in other news, music artist Amaretta is sticking beside her man. She shared that she has no problem waiting for her man while he serves 27 years in prison. She said, when you find somebody that completes every single thing off your list, plus more, you're not going to walk what? away from them just because they're locked up. Would you wait this long for someone if you were really in love? I'm going to go to the other female on the panel here because, you know, hey, man, would you wait this long for someone if you really, you love that man? <laughs> Baby, look, the man left me when he went to jail. Dad, <laughs> you and Claudia have no mercy. Now, here's the thing. I, I have, I have, and this is me really speaking honestly and quite frankly with you. I have been in a relationship when I was younger, uh, 1999, somewhere up in there. And I had someone that I was with and we really enjoyed each other. We were very, very close, um, had a lot of future plans. And you know what? It just didn't work out that way because the fans said, no, brother, we don't need you over here. We, we don't need, you know, we don't need you for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was there very supportive as long as I could be. I made sure that the attorney was present and, you know, the people were paid for and the house was packed up and the things were shipped off to where they needed to be. And I even... Um, continued to be his friend over the phone for a, a certain number of time. But after a while, it's just, it's, it's unrealistic. And those are unrealistic expectations to put on someone, especially I was what, young in my early twenties. We didn't have children. We were not engaged. You know, it just was a situation where it just, it, it just was unrealistic. Now in her case, I think she really feels like that right now. She might really feel, I mean, she really might mean it, yeah. but let's catch her in another seven years. Let's catch her in another five years. Life changes. People right. change. Um, life situations change. You know, she may meet someone and this person might be who God sent for her and trust and believe the man that's doing 27 is just going to be doing 27 on his own. Um, I think she just feels that way right now. Uh, let's see. Um, Queen LJ 12 Jack said, when you wait that long, you're in jail too. Al, real quick before we go to break, what do you think? Would you wait? Um, I, I don't think so. I think, you know, like I said before, I would still be in contact if it was somebody I love, but I don't think I could just put my entire life on pause for 27 years. And just thinking from the man's perspective, if I was in prison, if I really loved someone, I wouldn't want them to put their life on hold for 20 some years for something that I did that was so irresponsible that caused me to be in a position that's not very supportive or or forward thinking for me and my partner. That's what Miss Peaches 351 said. And Miss Jem says, I tried to wait five years for a man, found out he was still cheating from inside the jail. I wasn't the right. only woman coming up there. Absolutely not. I'm too old. Like I said, I only got a good 10, 15 summers left out of me being <laughs> popping. Absolutely not. All right, coming up, Snoop Dogg makes some shocking comments about Donald Trump. No, Snoop. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Quad, and he used to wear a wig. 
So that was like oh, the real thing. A, he was a, man, a man unit or a wig now? A man unit or a wig? He was uh, wearing man units before the man units. <laughs> yeah, you guys are messy. We are not, Al. Oh, this, is, this is TGIF. I got to give the T. Okay. That's the best, though. Ooh, My pillowcases always have black dye on them. My towels, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, Beijing. <laughs> Beijing. Beijing oh. dream. Listen, if anyone wants to date him, you have to have black pillowcases. White will not do. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, moving on. Snoop Dogg recently shared that he has nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump. He said he ain't done nothing wrong to me. He has done only great things for me. He pardoned Michael Harris. What are your thoughts on this? And a, a note, uh, Michael Harry O'Harris is Death Row uh, Records co-founder. Kwa, what do you think? I think Snoop is just trying to look at how this tax bracket is going to work out for him <laughs> if he becomes president again. Listen, I think Donald Trump has some plans for the IRS and the feds if he ever becomes a president again. I think that's what Snoop Dogg is looking at, a tax break. Uh, Al, what do you think? I need to know what the hell is he talking about? You know what? And you know we all love Snoop Dogg, but... I was up inside eye and Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg ever since he was endorsing Rick Caruso. You guys remember that yeah. billionaire that owns all the most and that, you know, a horrible, horrible LA track Mayor. record of all the bad things. I knew something wasn't right when he started endorsing him over Karen Bass for the mayor of Los Angeles. And remember, Karen Bass, Bass is the first black female uh, mayor of Los Angeles. So he voted against her for Rick Caruso. So to hear him say this about Trump seems to be in line with where his head is around leadership, especially on the highest levels and in, in, in mayor and, and governor and president. I, I don't know. I don't like it, though. I'm really nervous how a lot of and disappointed how a lot of influential black men are definitely seeming to publicly and loudly be endorsing Donald Trump when, again, these ridiculous laws that the Republicans want to enforce and the things they want to take away from us, like, do you not see the writing on the wall? You know, when we would read history books and have to learn about, you know, the Holocaust and Hitler and Pete would say, how did the whole nation allow this to happen? How did it just like people were wooed by his charisma? They were wooed by his strength. And before you know it, you went along with it and you helped, you know, you helped this happen. I do not want to be part That's of right. history, right? I do not want to be part of history. Um, where, you know, down the line, my nieces say, what happened, auntie? Like, why didn't you guys stop this when you had the chance? Well, uh, you know, Lil Wayne and Snoop and Waka <laughs> Flocka told us, tell everybody we should, we should vote for Trump. You know what I'm saying? And I love Snoop. I really love him personally. I understand the tax benefit. I understand that. And I, I also understand him pardoning someone close to you. But big, we got to think big picture, guys. Like, we got to think big picture, not just, okay, my homie was left out of prison, was, was gotten out. We have some comments here, Al. Do you want to read some? Sure. Mr. Too Damn Pretty said, Black people really need to stop drinking the Trump Kool-Aid. Gosh, I couldn't say that enough. Uh, let's see. Uh, sneakers, QU33N, the only, they only care about themselves and their money. And Miss Mia Mia to you is what the hell is he smoking now? <laughs> to be saying this BS. <laughs> I'm with you, Miss Miss Maya. 
Maya, to you, I, I'm with you on this one. And I get it. People before Trump got into office, rappers had a love affair with Trump, and he was a different person now. But once yeah. he got into politics, he started pandering to racists, whether or not he really is one. He's pandering to racists. And as someone that was a friend of his and black, didn't you not consider the feelings of your black friends in your circle when you started to do this charade for the help of politics? And now I think you've become what you pretended to be, and I think you really are one now. All right. I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds, and our guest, Quad, beautiful Quad. Thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. And thank you for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Fox Souls Face Off. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And Quad, we're going to expect you to have a stronger drink tomorrow. <laughs> you better restock that bar, okay? Quad, I'm we haven't run you away yet. Face off. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Have a good night.